Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Birthdays are creeping up on us real quick. Yep, Sagittarius season is almost here. It's in full effect. Um, yeah, that shit is weird, bro. What are you gonna do? You can't just do the same shit that you always do. This is thirty. That's my motto. Like, it's is thirty. I want to do some shit, some fun, crazy shit. I'm working third shift that whole week. <clears throat> okay. The only day I'm off is Thanksgiving and the next day, so I can get shit faced Thanksgiving night. So we can have a Thanksgiving turn up. Yes. Ooh, nigga, throw a house party. Y'all niggas ain't coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. And we, uh, we, can, we can destroy somebody else's house. Damn, who house could we destroy? We could have a lit ass Thanksgiving turn up. We should convince. <laughs> Turkey turn up. I bet he'll be with it. Real shit. I think Voodoo's the only place open on Thursdays. I mean, on Thanksgiving. Because we went there a couple times. Is it? Mm. I remember I was talking to somebody. They were like, did you, uh, did y'all eat turkey there? I was like, the only turkey they had there was wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't a drinker, so she didn't get it. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I haven't had wild turkey since high school. Ooh. I think I think that was my first uh my first sip was wild turkey. <laughs> yeah, that ain't some new market shit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um, yeah. I wanna do something. I just don't I just don't know. Yeah, me neither. I just I canceled my whole trip. I was like, ain't nobody fucking with me. Man, you coming out with these ambitious ass fucking plans and shit. Well, it was first I thought like Netherlands was cool because everything was cheap, but then everything wasn't cheap for long. So I was like, well, no, no one's gonna be able to do that. Then I was like, well, Miami is doable because those tickets, you can get a ticket to Miami right now for like two hundred bucks. And I was just choosing different dates, and it's pretty much going to be like that until the holidays. But I wasn't planning on going until after the holidays, and I thought people would be down. Because at first, everybody acted like they was down. And then I made the group me, and only three people was like, I'm down. And I'm like, okay. Go with them three people and link up with Cody and Daniel. It was really going to be uh, DeAndre and Angie and then Krista. Because <laughs> nobody else responded. So, I don't know. That wasn't the the dynamic that I was hoping for. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Um, I've been having good days and bad days just in this countdown to, like, nigga, you about to be 30. I'm excited. I don't know what it is about men. Because my, my homeboy, he turned 30 Friday. 
And I was like, are you not excited? And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, everything is just, you know, I'm not, it's the whole, like, I'm not where I want to be. And I'm not where I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Situation. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really think any of us are where we thought we'd be. Mm-hmm. At this age, <laughs> like, 15 years ago, 30 sounded old as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but now that you're like, now yeah, that you're here, it's like, that shit is next week. <laughs> I'm actually still a baby. <laughs> I've been telling everybody I've been, I'm 30 for the last three months. Yeah, me too. Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not doing that <laughs> 29 and a half <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> nigga, I'm 30. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Nigga, I'm washed. <laughs> no, I'm excited for 30. I just gotta, man, I gotta meet somebody. <laughs> like that's the- okay. So speaking of, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Like so, me and my um, me and my manager were talking yesterday, and we were just talking about like um, I guess the ratio of young married white couples compared to the ratio of young married black couples. And how there's just exponentially more like younger white people getting married. Like, do white people get married earlier than black people? Because yeah. I was literally thinking about it. I was like, man, I really can't think of the last black wedding that I went to for people my age. Like, all the weddings that I've gone to, other than your brother's last year. But literally, like, most of the weddings that I've gone to recently have been white couples. And I'm just like, why is that? Is that another, like, economic thing? Is that another cultural thing? Like... Are white people raised to date more seriously earlier, or? I think it's actually I think it's a mixture of a little bit about yeah. All right, so first we got to remember that we are Southerners, so white Southerners get married earlier. Yeah, but another thing I was thinking about too, though, is like back in the day, everybody was getting married early. Like I want to say, my grandparents got married at like. 18 or younger mine did too so what happened between their generations our parents and us for one upward mobility of black people got better okay so therefore uh people waited a little bit longer to get married yes yes also there's this thing called birth control (laughs) (laughs) and that, that has played a big factor in a lot of people not getting married for uh, shotgun weddings, as we say. Okay. Yes. Yes. And now I think it's. I don't know. I think those two things, and now people our age, black millennials, were willing to wait a little bit to start families. Mm-hmm. We want to build, and then we have a family. Mm-hmm. So. It's about grinding and then having kids. But, yeah, me and Cameron were talking about that, how most of our friends or got married really early. Yeah, they did. Colton got married when they were, what, 23? Were they 23? Well, I thought they were, like, 25. Might have been 25. 2013, so... Yeah. 23. We're 30. 2013 was five years ago. 
but they got married. Too. They're two years younger than us. I thought they were just a year younger than us. Colton was born in the summer of 1990. But wasn't he? Damn. So Chris... he was young for his class. Mm-hmm. All of the all the boys we hang out with that were a year younger than us, they were all born in the summer. My brother, Spaga, Cameron, um, your Colton. brother's your brother's twenty nine though, right? Or did he turn twenty eight this year? Twenty eight. Oh, okay. I'm a year and a half older than him. So we're all, so we're all a year and a half older than most of them. Got it. Okay. So, Damn, and then after yeah. Colton, everybody else just followed. But also, who was right after Colton? Cameron. Sloan. Sloan. Colton. Sloan. Cameron. Cameron. Nick. Your brother. Yeah. I mean, we're missing somebody. Jake. Jake got married. Jake got married. Yeah. He's been married two years now. They have a son. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he don't be on social media for real. But his wife is. Yeah. Well, okay. Shit. Yeah, Jake got married two years ago. That's what's up. I didn't know that. And they had the baby a couple weeks ago. Oh, so he a new daddy. Mm-hmm. That's cute. There's somebody else that got married that I'm missing. Anyway, but yeah, so, so yeah, that's every every single one of them. They're white couples except for your brother. Right. Um. What was the other factors you said? You said just cultural, like being raised to to date more seriously at a younger now, age. I, that, from my from my perspective, that is a different thing. Also, um, I wasn't even on. I wasn't even allowed to date. That's how my sister was. Until, um, shit, till I could drive. That's how my sister was, man. She couldn't, it was all these rules and shit about yeah. what they couldn't do. Yeah. Um, my mom, another difference is like the white kids I grew up with, their parents taught them about dating. Mm-hmm. They would take them on dates. Yeah. And talk yeah. them courtship and shit <laughs> I always thought that that was weird weird as hell <laughs> but it, in hindsight you look there's a value to that yeah like I remember Chance was going on dates like 12 yeah like their parents would take to my friend the parents would take them to like to the movies and yeah. take them to the mall and I'm just like this whereas I think in black couples they look at that as oh you teaching them they gonna have sex yeah and it's not that it's about setting up the structure of a, a, a somewhat proper relationship yeah and then plus like also my, my friends moms and dads bought them like condoms and stuff talked to them like about sex and stuff like that it wasn't a don't do it right <laughs> <laughs> so I think those are cultural differences yeah cause my parents honestly like just thinking about how how our friends' parents would take them on dates at young ages. Like, my parents would never be caught in the middle of me and my dating situations, like, ever no. in that kind of way. <laughs> um, in a way, 
also I don't even talk to my parents about my relationships I don't have relationships <laughs> I mean I don't either honestly that's why I don't really say anything but I don't talk to them about like my dating experiences yeah we don't we don't either <laughs> I, and then plus my mom was so like to her the biggest mistake she ever did it wasn't a mistake, but the biggest thing that she did was get pregnant at a young age. Mm-hmm. So she was very heavy on abstinence with us. And then, I might cut this out. One day I realized that I was the oldest virgin in my family history. Because <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents had my Uncle Melvin when they were like 18, 19. Yeah. My mom had my sister at 18. Everybody else in my family had had kids by the time they were like, I was early twenties. Yeah, and I was like, "Damn it, man, I'm, I'm <laughs> an old ass virgin." <laughs> um, so we got that. Um, I think those are the main things. But I would like to know if that's every other black per every black person I know that's a similar experience though. Mm-hmm. Except for, you know what's crazy? The people that I know that most of them were in single parent situations. If it was boys, they didn't have that experience. Like their moms would try to teach them how to, yeah, be be proper, a, yeah, be a gentleman or whatever. Now the girls, girls just have it tough in dating when you're that young. Especially from uh, the parentals. Mm -hmm. I've read too, though, that um, people who come from two-parent homes typically end up marrying, or their chances of marrying are higher. And their chances of, like if your parents stay together, your chances of having a lasting marriage are higher as well. If you get married, fingers crossed. <laughs> <clears throat> right, because my parents are still married, so I'm just like that. Better mean some shit for me. Right. Um. Yeah. You know it's crazy though. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. That I think that definitely plays a part, and also the part of religion. Also, because mm-hmm. a lot of people just get married early because that's what they were taught. You should get married early. You have kids early, and then that—that's also one thing I think about. If I was say to meet a woman tomorrow, and we got married down the line, and we had kids, I'd be like forty years old with a little a little kid. I mean. This depends on when you decide to have kids. Nigga, I'm 30 now. <laughs> okay. Like, still. My sister was talking about that because she had my niece. If you're 40 with a 10 year old, I think that's still. I mean, that's not crazy. My sister is 35 and she had Amelia last year. Yeah. But her oldest is 14. Yeah. So she was like, I was just getting to the point to where I could leave them alone <laughs> and now I'm back at it. <laughs> Started from the bottom. Like, you're going to be like 50, 60 years old by the time of that went out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, my mom had my sister at 33, which is still pretty young when you think about it. My mom had my brother when she was 25, so they were they were done quick. Bree, quick. <laughs> um, but yeah. Are you uh looking for somebody like actively, or is it just it is what it is? I mean, I guess you could say I'm actively looking, but it. I, I don't know if being active makes it um, <laughs> really? any better than <laughs> not look. You know, right. Um, I guess active to me means that you're a little bit more intentional in how you date people, but at the same time, not wanting to put too much pressure on anything. Right. So it's just like, nigga, mm. <laughs> let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> and I still am not just like glamorizing marriage right now. So. But that's because I honestly haven't dated, really. So I can't just... I'm not just at this stage where I'm just like, ooh, I need to be married next year. Because who am I dating right Right. now? Like, I'm not... If I was seriously dating someone, then I'd be thinking about marriage, but... Like, um... I'm just trying to be realistic. If I'm being realistic. Or pessimistic. I'm being realistic. I'm being pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd like to meet somebody. That would be cool. Um, I like to have kids. something i have not listed it is and it may possibly be edited it out but fuck it let go i'm so nervous i don't know what he's about to say good evening everybody your boy i'm back in this thing now i got a bone to pick with juice and cam because they always give one group of people a hard time on every show. They don't go hard on everybody else, but they do go hard on heterosexual men. Then they always use words that we don't understand, like hotepi. What does that mean? What does that mean? We all go along with it because we love the show. But we don't really know what that stuff be meaning. They use a couple other words, but Hotepi, they really use that one a lot. Right? Then uh Kim like to like to uh always blame the men when it don't work out with her and guys. Juice like to call all the men weirdos. Right? So what I did for y'all today, all my guys. All my guys, all my heterosexual guys, that is, 
I came up with a word. We going to have a word today, right? You use this word. I want y'all to follow along. You use this word next time you go on a date, when you're looking for uh, a new girlfriend, this is going to help you discern between what type of woman you got, right? This is going to help you uh, figure out if this is just a booty call or if this is somebody you can be serious with, right? The word for today is funky wanch. Funky wanch. Say it with me. Funky wanch. Right? Now, I'm going to give y'all a scenario. We got two types of women. The first woman, she a respectable woman. Okay? She done been outside of her comfort zone. Right? Meaning that she get outside of where she from. Right? She done been a couple places. You know, she used to a couple of things, right? She's cultured, right? She can talk about more than who got to fighting on the housewives and mess. She's a little more deeper than that. She she's a little she she got more interest than that. Now the second woman, lousy bitch, right? Or aka funky wench. Right, she like to live her whole life on social media. She like to live her whole life on social media. Everybody got to see everything she do. She got everything you can think. She got Facebook. She be on that all day. She got Instagram. She be on that all day. Snapchat. She be on that all day. She done recorded a thousand snaps this week. She know everything. You can't tell this wench nothing. Nothing. Now, how are we going to determine if you got a quality woman or you got a lousy heifer? Right? That's what I want y'all to do. Next time you go on a date, we're going to choose two different types of restaurants. Now, these restaurants can vary. Right? But we're going to choose... Uh, a restaurant like Cracker Barrel or Five Guys. Why are we choosing those? Because they ain't got no limit. I mean, they ain't got no liquor. And you only got a $40 limit on this date. It's $40 spending limit. Now, you're going to get $30 and she only going to get $10. I, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But we got a $40 limit because these places look upscale, right? Or, or uh, as opposed to like Five Guys is a is more upscale than taking other Burger King or McDonald's, right? So, now, the respectable woman when y'all go there, she's there to get to know you. It don't matter where y'all go to no way. She's more, she just want to see how interesting you are. She ain't going to order nothing that costs too much money no way because she don't want you to think that she all about the Benjamins. I mean, money is great and everything, but she understand that money can't provide happiness. Money can't make you satisfied, right? It can enhance those things. Now, this second thing, this funky White. The nicest place a guy that never took her is a place like Dairy Queen or Whataburger.
But that's only after she done been rotted out. She gonna get there. She'll complain if it's a black girl or a Mexican girl, right? And I'm just using y'all as an example. She'll complain about a place like that. This place, this place for white folks. This place for white folks. Cause she ain't never been nowhere. She never been nowhere. Now you gotta keep that in mind. And nobody ever took her no no place that let alone upscale, but a place that look upscale. Ain't nobody ever took her. Ain't nobody ever wanted to wipe her up. But fellas, I want you to keep your composure. Because this funky wanch ain't used to nothing. Now, when you get there, of course, this is the most important part of the date. This is the most important part of the date. I want y'all, I want you to tell her that you don't go to church and you don't believe in voting. Now, Juice and Kim, I know that's, you know, part of the premise of y'all show is being open and honest about stuff. And I know both of y'all have y'all reasons and y'all don't go uh, to this place and that place. But y'all talk about politics and all that. But we ain't talking to y'all right now. You save your opinion. Keep it to yourself. All right. Now, the respectable woman, when you tell her that you don't go to church and you don't believe in voting, right? Whether she believes in them or not, she'll want to have a deep conversation with you to understand why you feel the way you feel, right? She want to get to know you. Then if she does go to church, she'll invite you. Not because she's trying to convert you or nothing like that, but because she want to see how open-minded you are. Are you going to consider her, right? Are, are y'all always going to do everything that you want to do? Are you willing to try something new for her? Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, will you try it for her, right? Now, this second thing, this lousy heifer, this funky wench, as we going to call him today, she'll say something like, Nah, I can't be with no man who don't vote or go to church. I can't. I don't like that. I don't like that. This funky wench got multiple kids by multiple guys, but she about to question what type of character you got. She going to question your morals. Right? I tell her to quote five things out the Bible. Tell her to quote five things. Ask the hell for what's going to be on the next ballot. I bet she can't do it. I bet she can't do it. Right now, I apologize for for going on uh, uh, such a such a long run. I'm a little lost for words, but Juice and Kim like to give all the men a hard time. They'll never go in on these lousy heifers out here. Right. They might mention I know I know I know the last episode. They talked about the young girl for believing she was white. But eh, that's a little sketchy. We don't even. That could have been a joke. That could have been something that Mari used just so he could keep his ratings going. Right. Because he knew it would go viral. Right. But fellas, I was looking out for y'all today. I was looking out for y'all today. I was. I'm going to be y'all representative. Just for one. Just, just for today. I was going to be y'all representative. And, and I was going to stand up for y'all. 
Now, before I go, you know, I like to leave y'all with a joke that you can tell, right? A joke you can go back to work and tell. So, I want you to get your pen and paper out, do whatever you got to do. Listen carefully. Okay. Here we go. A Asian man, a Mexican man, a black man, and a white man uh, all hiked up a mountain. Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Rushmore. You pick a mountain. Just uh, a mountain, goddammit. When they got to the peak of the mountain, the Asian man walked to the edge, looked over the side of it and said, this is for my people. Jumped off the side of the damn mountain. The Mexican man walked to the edge. He looked off the side of the mountain and said, this is for my people. He jumped his ass off the mountain. Now, the black man, he walked to the edge. He looked off the side of the mountain and said, this is for my people. And he pushed a white man off, goddammit. All you got to do, it don't matter if you black, white, uh, Middle Eastern, whatever, just flip it and have it so that you be the last one standing. I want to thank y'all for having me on one more time. Make sure y'all subscribe to the Suburban Podcast. Share the video. I mean the, the podcast, whatever. Share the audio. Peace out. Enjoy the show. Akeem is such a problematic uncle. He is. That should be funny as fuck. <laughs> And Akeem, for your information, I'll never be acting like I'm perfect or nothing's wrong with me. I be asking what's wrong with me. I be trying to figure it the fuck out. Sir. <clears throat> Heterosexual men are problematic. As a fellow heterosexual male... <laughs> Can't do nothing but agree. Yep. Bruh. He if just had, he just bogart his way on our damn show. If we had active listeners had five active listeners like that. <laughs> could it could be a situation. Dude. I wish we did. That's the type of engagement we need. True. Now, we ain't going to play everybody who just puts the stuff up. But that dude is has a specific skill set that allows him to be able to do certain things that other people couldn't get away with. Off the wall. Like, uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, that shit was crazy. It's, I mean, what else do you expect? <laughs> I, you saw I was nervous before I played. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is about to be. I'm surprised you didn't listen to it beforehand. I mean, like, he literally, he emailed it to me when I got here. He had been trying to email it before. Mm. Wow. Well, thanks, Akeem, for all your support, continued support.
he want to be a member of the the hosting. I mean, of our podcast so bad. I mean, what made three appearances now? Okay, um, you said you wanted to talk about how the internet has changed our lives. Yes. I was just thinking about it because, um, shit, honestly, like the World Wide Web didn't uh, burst onto the scene until what, the late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, I think so. So I just wanted to talk about like the evolution of it, like. When did y'all first get a computer in your house? And then when did you get internet on it? Because we didn't, we didn't get a computer and just automatically have internet. Right. Our first computer, I think we always had computers. They were old as fuck. Like, I remember we had an old, we had a Mac. We had a Macintosh. That's, that's back when we called them Macintoshes. (laughs) (laughs) My, um, because my granddad was a professor and he did industrial uh, design. So he always had, like, he was up to date on, uh, like, computers and stuff. That's cool. So he had gotten a new one and he gave us his older one. But mostly I just played games on it. <laughs> uh, we had an Acer and a Macintosh. I can't remember that. <laughs> I can't remember what brand it was, but our first like computer where we had internet was a Dell, mm. and I think I was in like fourth grade. Which I had AOL, because that was a lot of people's. Yeah, we, that's when we were using the fucking CDs. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we had AOL. Um. Thank God that we don't have dial-up anymore because that struggle was real. Lord have mercy. And then because my sister was in high school, of course, she stayed. There's this thing called a telephone, a landline. Mm. (laughs) So my sister would stay on the phone all the time. Tying up the internet. Yep. (laughs) I'm trying to, uh, what did I even used to look up? Because this is, all right, this is before, like, Napster. And like Kaza and Walmart and stuff. Yeah. So I don't remember what I used to even go on the internet for. It wasn't like a daily thing. It was like a. I think I used to just play like a lot of games, or like do like weird online coloring book things. <laughs> yeah. Be um, on AIM and shit. Ooh. Damn. Well, I started getting on AIM probably when I was in middle like school. Like middle school, yeah. What was your uh, AIM handle? Uh, what was my AIM handle? It was High Class Cutie, but I, I that, misspelled it. <laughs> that, <laughs> is, that is perfect, actually. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck I thought I was. The same person you are now. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Marley Legend 76. Wow, 76. Like you were some kind of old nigga. That's my football number. Okay. Cute. 
been about this music shit, motherfucker. That's, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, man. Aim. High class cutie. Did you ever used to play this game? Something Inc. Where it was like a, it was like a chat room, but it was like, like Pictionary. So you had to, like, you were given something to draw, and you draw on the yeah. board, and there's like an audience that can guess it. Yeah. I used to do that a lot. Um, but then it used to be some weird ass creeps, and them motherfuckers like, yeah. where are the young girls at? I'll be like, the fuck. <laughs> That is definitely why we needed uh, shows like Smart Guy where they showed the internet. Uh, the dangers of the internet. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. I, I remember it though. <laughs> um, oh. What else was real big? I remember when like compute like what your computer looked like was trendy like especially with the max like remember when they were clear and they had the damn colors yeah somebody had, uh retweeted that the other day it was like man we thought this was like some space we really shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good to say we thought everything like at some point i feel like we all had a fascination with like space age or like yeah. new age shit it's right around the millennium uh, yeah, yeah right because it was like everything was different and it was like everything was becoming so, more digital. It was like weird, like shapes and colors that were becoming cool. And it was like, yo, we on this high tech space age shit. <laughs> like even if you look at like videos, like uh, rap videos from then, like the stuff that Hype Williams was doing, like the uh, like the fatty girl video, mm -hmm. like just the the look and layout of it, and how like it was. Niggas in space. <laughs> yeah. Scream, the Michael Jackson video. Yeah. Some of the ways that that looked, that was definitely like a complete vibe <laughs> in the late 90s. Um, also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. Make a heart go boom, boom. boom. My supernova girl. <laughs> Bro, Bro, that was my shit. Uh, that that Cetus Lapidus. <laughs> <laughs> Why, man? That shit used to ride, bro. It really did. Dude, Disney Channel was, was the shit. It was. It definitely was. <laughs> like I wouldn't watch nothing else but the Disney Channel. Those Disney original movies were so dope. Lit. Who was writing them? <laughs> And they were just giving this shit away on uh, fucking TV. Everybody oh, Xenon is the <laughs> truth, bro. And then in the uh, in the movie, I do remember this. It takes place in like 2030. Plus, like, that's like 12 years from now. Yeah. That's not long at all. At all. And Chelsea Clinton is the president. Wow. That's cool. That shit might actually happen. It could, yeah. Honestly. Um, but I do remember that all the cars they had were like the bugs. Yeah. Because that was like the most futuristic shit we had seen, like the new bug. Yeah. Everybody was like, Oh my god, it looks so <laughs> space age. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um what else was huge when the internet was exploding? The game changers when illegally downloading music and movies. Yeah. 
the whole world literally changed after that. All those movie dot whatever sites. Yeah. One, two, three movies. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I do that. <laughs> Nigga. Pretty sure. I'm mm. pretty sure. I will not admit to anything on audio. I think I actually got a warning from the government for download some shit once. They, they were definitely doing that. Like, yeah. So, somebody mentioned on Facebook, they were like, they knew people that got fined for it. Yeah, they sent me a warning. Um, I was in college. I don't know what I was using. I don't think it was LimeWire. LimeWire and FrostWire were the... Uh... The sexually transmitted diseases of the internet. <laughs> it might. I, I can't remember what it was, but you know, I'm just trying to get shit in my iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> try to get, try to get my iTunes up. And they sent me a warning, like you've been illegally downloading, blah 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 blah. If any, you know, if you might have another virus, also. It, it was some shit that came in the mail. Oh no! They, <laughs> official, official. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was real. Um. Yeah, they were just like, you'll be fined $150,000. I was like, God damn. I was like, let me just burn all this. Let me just throw it all away. Bro, like, I have... The smartest thing I ever did was I got... um, What are they called? Uh, Hard drives. Mm-hmm. So I have stuff saved on my hard drive from like 2008. Having a hard drive is a very smart move. Yeah. Especially when you have just a lot of shit on your computer. Yeah. Like I don't have anything on here except for podcast episodes. In which I need to clear those off too. Um, But yeah, once you were able to download literally anything in the world, that's when everybody like the entertainment industry was losing their mind mm-hmm. and they were trying to keep up. That's why like now the way they use streaming and everything, that's as good of a compromise as they ever could have came up with. Yeah. And then plus also around that time, everybody was putting out mixtapes mm-hmm. for free. And so the record companies weren't getting any of that money. So that's when they started doing the 360 deals and everything. Remember when I feel like, like speaking of hard drives, I just feel like there was one point where like USB ports were like a trendy thing to have. Mm. Like at one point, you everybody had a USB on them, either like on a lanyard around their neck or like on their keychain or yeah. like. I still have music online and I plug it into my Ford Sync. That's how I play all the music on my in my car. Fancy. You got it too. Um, I just use Bluetooth audio and play from my phone. Hmm. You never did that? No, I do. If I want to listen to something like on Spotify or yeah. when we record these and I put them up and I'm driving home, I'll listen like that. I used to just plug it into the aux cord, but since I upgraded to this new phone, I have to. Hmm. If I want to charge my phone and listen to music at the same time, I have to um, connect to Bluetooth because Bluetooth is an amazing thing. Also, that's another cool upgrade. You remember when it wasn't Bluetooth, was it? Or you remember when you could 
Like if I had a song, I could send it to you. Was that Bluetooth or was that? Remember, it was something like Bluetooth, but it wasn't Bluetooth. It was like when we were in high school, because that's how we used to pass around ringtones. Oh, it was like red something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I think it's it had to do with Bluetooth though. Yeah, that that was a game changer. I never would have foreseen how Bluetooth technology would change stuff. To where like it's no longer past the aux cord. It's like yo, what's the Bluetooth? Let me sync it. <laughs> yes. Damn. The world has changed so much. It really has. Like, Even like from when we were in high school, which is like 07, 08. I just keep... It's just weird that things are able to still evolve after a certain point. Like, I feel like I always reach a certain point where I just feel like I'm at the peak of everything new. But then, like, <laughs> give it a year or two and some newer shit has happened and you're... I'm just like, how did anybody improve on something that was already dope? Something, right. Something that was already like way beyond our time. Right. It's just like, you remember when DVD players were first like cool? Yes. And it was like, they were like a thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah. And TiVo and shit. Yeah. And (laughs) then Blu-ray players came out and then um, streaming destroyed all of that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like when is the last time you bought a DVD or Blu-ray? Couldn't tell you. The world's fucking different, man. <laughs> and it's like, you used to, like, you remember when you used to go to, like, your friend's parents' house and stuff, and they, like, if you, yeah, like, a really cool parent. They had, like, just a wall of DVDs of, like, interesting DVDs and all these movies. Or they had their CDs all in a row. Now you don't have, like, a collection to show that off anymore. Yeah, that's true. Damn. Like, that used to be the sign of, like, oh, he's the, like, this is a dope person. They have a whole bunch of books and a whole bunch of CDs and movies. But now it's not like that. Yeah, and now, like, streaming has surpassed just, like, movies and shows. You can stream games now. Like, yeah. you make a purchase, and, that's and like, that's the new wave of gaming on a console, quote-unquote. I'm so washed in, like, gaming now. Live, live stream gaming. I want to get Red Dead Redemption, but I also feel like I'm going to be, like, that old nigga be like, what the fuck <laughs> Trying to figure shit out. Because the last game that I was really playing was GTA 5 online. Spy Guy used to be so good at that shit. Like, he'd be like, dude, how, how much do you play this? A couple hours a day. Like, <laughs> damn. Grand Theft Auto is really fun. That's why I want to play Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, too. Because it's really just GTA in the Wild West. I might get it. I, I was thinking about getting it this morning and I know it takes forever to download. Yeah. But I feel like that's with all the those kind of games though. Yeah. Because I remember when I got GTA it took forever to fucking download that shit. Mm. I was like, man, drink <laughs> me a couple beers while this shit. <laughs> um, what else has changed dramatically? 
now like we're we can just connect so much more quickly like to anything you know what i'm saying like now you scroll instagram and you see some shit made by somebody in africa and they got an etsy where you can shop in africa and have it sent to you like that shit wouldn't happen in you know what I'm saying if anybody had anything from like another country it's because they went Win, there yes. and got it and brought it back or if you were super lucky somebody thought about you when right. they were in another country and, and brought, brought you something shit. back yeah um what was I gonna say? it was something along those lines oh alright I was at my mom's house yesterday and she they were clearing out some stuff like from my old room and she uh when I was like fifteen or sixteen, you remember the iron on print things? I used to make like shirts like that. Yeah. So I had like a baseball shirt with Jay Z's picture on it. Really? That shit still looked dope as fuck though. And I was like, yo, if I had grown up a little bit after that, those type of skills I could have monetized. You would have been out here with like a t-shirt Line Instagram page. Like, and me and my sister were talking about that. We were like, like back then we didn't think we could do shit like that. Yeah. So the internet has made it possible for, if you have an idea and you, you're you a creative person, there's an outlet for it. Just like when we were kids, the only nigga I knew that had a clothing line was Hershey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Hershey was doing like shit that like that was like black excellence. He was out here having businesses and shit. True. R.I.P. I can't believe that nigga did. Yeah. No, no. That was what last year, two years ago. I think it was two years ago. That was a surprise. But like that dude was like, like niggas like us were like looking up to that cat. Like yo, that. That's the only dude we knew that had like a clothing <laughs> and that shit was official as fuck. Yeah, that shit's crazy. But like now you can have people like that who as long as you got internet and you got a little bit of cash, <clears throat> you can make money out here. And like I told my sister, I was like, if I can go back, I have it. My little bullshit job at McDonald's. Like the the money I saved for that that I took to college, I would just use that shit, start printing shirts, and <laughs> ain't no telling, man. But you like that's why it's important to dream, and it's important also just to do stuff. Like you got an idea, just like one of our friends is thinking about starting a podcast. If you got an idea, just do that shit. Just do it. It's gonna be stressful. But it's also mad rewarding. When you upload something that you created and then you hear the drop, (laughs) (laughs) that shit is the highest high. True.
cable right now. I, well, I, I haven't had cable in my apartment since I moved in. So I just be YouTube and shit. So listen, as long as you have internet, right? You out here. But uh, so I watch. Um, I I watched Ong Song on uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. and it was uh, the best man. And I was just, I was watching it. And I was thinking, I was like, damn, that shit was revolutionary. <laughs> like the way that they had multiple just parts of blackness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. presented in a pretty good light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You really don't. Uh, that was special, especially for that era. But it led me to start thinking about multiculturalness, for lack of a better word, was really prevalent in the 90s. It really was. And especially like when you look back, especially in the early 2000s, I felt like that wasn't a, a thing. Like, it wasn't a lot of black shows. It wasn't a lot of black voices being heard about things. Mm. And people kind of would be... I don't like, want to say that, because I feel like that that was, like, the peak of when black TV started, like, Jamie Foxx show, Martin, Girlfriends, Eve, the PJs. PJs was only on for a year. Yeah, I know. Still. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, all right, Martin... Went off, I think, by the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I still feel like there was a good bit of black black TV, though. But, it, okay. This going to sound real fucked up. <laughs> it was black TV. But the images and the things that were presented didn't show the wealth of blackness. Or the uh, that black people are not a monolith. Mm. It tended to be more on the cartoonish or stereotypical things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like all those UPN shows, outside of Girlfriends, was always cringeworthy. One on one with Kyla Pratt, who is gorgeous. Yes, and I've had a crush on her my entire life. And she got two full grown babies. Like I know it's crazy. And she mom. still looks like a baby. Right, like she's a real mom out here. But you would never. Um, what else was on UPN though? One on one, the Eve shit. Uh, in the house. I feel like there was a lot of black shit on UPN. It was, but they were they were catering to. It was an urban network. Yeah, and it wasn't. I don't know. I've always been cringeworthy about some of that shit. But, I mean, I get it. Looking back, looking back now, of course, but but like I can't remember who said it. It might have been Spike Lee, but they were like the way that they used UPN and the WB was almost like a uh, a Negro league to mm-hmm. the major leagues. Like the major networks, they didn't have black yeah shows, or at least not prevalent black shows. Yeah, the only major network that had black shows was. Nick, ABC Nick at Night because they that's where the Cosby Show was at and um yeah but that shit was twenty years old by that time but no uh the major four networks 
like ABC, CBN, CBS, CBS, uh, NBC, Fox. Um, my wife and kids was the only one that was on ABC. It was on ABC, and the Hughleys was at first, and then it went to UPN. What was um, what was Moesha and uh, UPN? <laughs> this is another one. What was Tia Thea? Oh, uh, that I can't remember what that came on, but that was only on for a year. It just ran on BET for forever <laughs> with a young Jason Weaver. Yes, <laughs> I used to have a crush on him. I think every black girl our age had a crush on Jason. Him Weaver. and fucking Jet Jackson, R.I.P. Lee Thompson Young, bro. We all used to go hard for Jet Jackson. Yeah, that shit was though. What's some other black shows? Cousin Skeeter was black, but that was on Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, let's. The nineties was very multicultural. You had all that, which was a very, let's say, urban show. <laughs> <laughs> they always had R and B and rap artists. Um. Yeah, Martin Fresh Prince. Um, Keenan and Kale. Keenan and Kale. Uh, the Wayne's Brothers. Um, Jamie Foxx. Um, all right, wait up. I gotta organize my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ninety shows. Okay, um, it was a lot of black characters also in those things, like, it was a push to have diversity, and it was all understood that the world is changing, and it's kind of how it is now, but that wasn't always in vogue, diversity wasn't wasn't always in vogue, and it fell out of vogue after the 90s. And, because, yeah, now that I think about it, like, when I actually think about like shows like one on one and cousin Skeeter. I didn't talk about those shows with anybody other than my black friends. Right. Like my white friends were not watching Cousin Skeeter. If you white and you watch Cousin Skeeter, let me know. <laughs> um it's just like Whitney had never seen Living Single until it yeah. came out on Hulu and she fell in love with it. That she, shit's crazy. But it's also because That's her age group too. Yeah. But they were watching, she was watching like Beverly uh, Hills 90210, stuff like that. Yeah. That was more like her life. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody black on uh, Wednesdays watch Martin Living Single, New York Undercover, and there's another show that used to come on Fox. But anyway, yeah, it was real segregated. I never thought about that. And that's why, like, when movies, like, all right, they had, like, okay, they had Boys in the Hood, Poetic, all the John Singleton movies mm-hmm. were always steeped in ghetto life mm-hmm. and that part of blackness. And for a while, all black movies were steeped in that. Like, so, yeah, like, South Central, uh, Menace to Society, mm-hmm. all those 
all those movies. Basically, the black struggle. Yeah, because that's what even we the Spike Lee movies were. <clears throat> they weren't all necessarily in that because he touched on class a lot too, but it was also about the struggle. But honestly, when you think about almost any and every black movie or black sitcom, that's like an underlying, like think like black pain and black struggle is really like the root of the plot yeah but like, that's that's also why i i never really liked tyler perry movies mm-hmm. but I, even just like well why did i get married that is a tyler perry movie <laughs> um yeah for a minute tyler perry was the only black person making movies well when he was doing those plays is like yeah and that was like the mid-2000s and he had to work his ass off to get um diary of a mad black woman made and then it was a hit and hollywood was like oh black people watch movies like they forgot because that was one of the things when i was watching the best man thing they were saying that they tested it and it went well and they showed it in front of like a white audience and the studio freaked out and they didn't promote it the way they thought they should because it was labeled a black movie true but um there was there's been a couple of movies that show kind of the way that i feel like a lot of black people want to be presented like uh that boomerang which has like every black person in the world in it (laughs) and it showed black people being like dressed fly as fuck and dope and cool and unbothered by (laughs) white people Mm. um aesthetically i've always loved love jones yeah because like that's like that black hipster shit like they're writers and they they do spoken word <laughs> Lorenz Tate's character was uh, writing on a typewriter I am not a fan of spoken word I hate spoken word <laughs> I, I I definitely hate spoken word because it's such a level of hotepetry <laughs> there you go Akeem yeah. it's my queens you must look at <laughs> What you don't see with your eyes, but with your third eye. I hate that shit. at uh, Gremlin we used to go to the spoken word I, it used to be some dope people that would do it mm-hmm. but then it'll also be some people who like this nigga don't know what the fuck he talking about yeah like I, f- I honestly feel like the hotep culture really is nothing other than like using that certain vocabulary that they use to to be Afrocentric like right. the queens and the my yeah. brother my sister my elevate higher like use your third eye <laughs> right um 
do, do you understand or do you overstand my brother? Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess. All right, yeah, let's talk about this. All right. For those of you who don't know what hotel culture is or what we're talking about, it's like those those people that are they think that they're like rebelling. Mean. Yeah. It I think it honestly comes from a a decent place inside. I feel, I mean I feel like it does. Like because originally what it is is you start studying about Africa and studying about customs and cultures and things. It's like, okay, that's cool. But then people take it too far. It's and it's I think it's also important to say that hotel culture is more so like an Americanized thing. Yeah. Definitely. Because it's it's a bastardized yes um Afrocentric, Afrocentricity. Mhm. So like because you're trying to unlearn white supremacy, you go overboard. Like it's full on things. black rebellion. Yeah. Which a healthy dosage of it is fine. Cool. <laughs> but when you get to the point to where you're looking up just conspiracy theories and you remember when that one hotel dude was saying that oh uh, women are not supposed to have menstrual cycles, it's because <laughs> Excuse me, what? <laughs> It was like a, a year ago or something. It was this one guy. He was always on like Facebook and like streaming. But he got on one of these rants and he was like, women are not supposed to have menstrual cycles. It's because they're eating, I think he said like uh, pork and all this other stuff. And it's not natural for them to have menstrual cycles. And it's like, bro, that's basic biology. Bro, that is science. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's that type of stuff. Yeah. The idea that you don't have a basis in something, so you're going to rebel completely against it. And kind of start forming your own, uh, your, well, I mean, we all form our own truths, but when you start forming your own doctrine of of things without like actually using real reality. (laughs) And then when, black people who disagree with you, you're like, oh, you Uncle Tom. Right, or you, like, you, you're you not woke. Right. And like, no. no. <laughs> this makes me want to pull my fucking hair out. Like, I literally get so turned off if somebody calls me queen and they don't know me. I'm just like... <laughs> so my king... Like, oh. Well, for one, to me, it's like, it's a pet name thing. Like, mm-hmm. don't... I saw this video on Instagram that Don't really call me baby. I'm not your baby. Right. Like <laughs> this Instagram video, I saved it because it really spoke to me. Like, don't pet name me if you don't know me, but especially don't pet name me in the workplace or any other shit. And Josh Marfetti just for a Like don't don't queen me. Don't queen me. Another thing is I don't fuck with that black Israelite thing, which I do up into hotel niggas because it's the same type shit. Yeah, it is. The belief that we are the descendants of the lost tribe of Israel. 
Hey man, if you want to believe that, but when you start using it like in sincerity, it's like nigga, no, we're not. Well, the the thing about that is like it's a it's a classism thing too. Like it's yeah. it's it's almost like not just oh you think like this, you're not woke, but it's like you're not on our level, right? But you know what? It's really which I always find ironic. It is very, it's very um, obvious that it's trying to find your place in whiteness. Mm-hmm. And because you can't relate to whiteness now, you try to go to an ancient thing that is not based in the history of our people at all. I think it's definitely an inner struggle. Yes. A, a self-identity yeah. struggle. All right, first and foremost, most African-American, probably all African-Americans, like the ones that were brought here as slaves were from Western Africa. Mm -hmm. They were in Western Africa for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Actually longer than that. The original man was in Western Africa. And so they... This is called the out of Africa theory. Now, I know some of you hotel niggas think when somebody says theory that it means it's not true. That's not what it means. But pretty much, Sub-Saharan Africa is what birthed modern man. Everybody went eastward and split. Some went to Europe, some went to Asia. Some settled in the Middle East, stuff like that. And over hundreds of thousands of years, those characteristics changed of those people. At no point are we the lost tribe of Israel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how did Israel get in that motherfucker? And then, like, people be trying to, like, back up that shit, like, in the Bible, be like, yeah, this is what they're talking about. Uh, Like, I've seen people say that You know, when they start doing that thing where they say it's because we've turned our face from God and that's why God has deserted us. Like, tying it back to the children of Israel, Mm -hmm. how they say God, uh, how they wandered in the desert for 40 years. They try to make that comparison to American slavery. And it's like, bro, that's not the same thing. Americans, <laughs> like American slavery is a different animal in itself from any other slavery that existed before or after it. True. But th- since they don't have a basis in history, they don't have a foundation to fall back on. So they're just doing all these conspiracy theories, trying to figure shit out that if they went back <laughs> and studied actual things, you would see... No, boo-boo. That's not how this is. Yep. And trying to seek the approval of saying that we're the chosen people by God. We're the real chosen people by God. And saying that it's back to that anti-Semitism. Yeah, it is. That's why I don't fuck with that shit. So... All that hotel shit is for the birds. It really honestly kind of feels mental, like when you think about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It feels like a mental. You're seeking validation. And 
I, I tiptoed a line of potemperature. I'm not gonna lie, but it's because it's just getting too deep in Afrocentricity can get you fucked up. Because you just have to understand that things are different. Yeah, I just feel like there's there is a level of hate, honestly, that is buried in really heavy Afrocentricity. Yeah, it's also a level of hate towards your people that look like you and people that don't look like you. Yes. So it's a double anger. Mm-hmm. And I understood, I understood that <laughs> anger when I was younger, but then I got to the point to where I had to realize that what's done in the past is in the past, and we should know what was what happened in the past, but we can't dwell on that past right. in the future. Like, I think I found that realization after I did like the ancestry stuff, and when I started. Uh, really researching my family history because mm-hmm. for as long as I used to be like I used to want to be like oh no we're part of Africa my family's from and all this and you realize that that's been robbed from us to a certain level you can know some things about it but you also just have to realize that we're African American we're our own tribe we're never going to know 100% of every right and then also when you start doing the actual Science. There's no way you could ever really know all of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. We're t- like, all right, everybody has, I think, 64 great grandparents. Wait. Two, four, six, 64 fourth great grandparents, I think. Just something like that. It multiplies as you go back. So there's no way you can know all that shit. But you also have to know what parts of things came from the land that our people were from before and what has happened since we've been in this land. Mm-hmm. And so I understand trying to unlearn white supremacy, but you can't let that cloud your judgment because that's a really bummed out place to be. You can, Yeah, you can't let that send you to the complete like opposite right. realm of that <laughs> because then we're like, we can't get anywhere if we have white supremacists and but black extremists like we need, right. we just need <laughs> we need to be able to coexist without those two like extreme we can't combat white nationalism with black nationalism <laughs> It's just it's not a, gonna work. It's a baby. double negative. It's not gonna <laughs> Yeah. It's not gonna even itself out. Yeah.